Hello, little chickies. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about John, the son of Elizabeth and Zacharias. Remember how Zacharias prophesied that John would help prepare the way for the Savior to minister to the Israelites? And that John would teach the people about repentance and how merciful and loving the Lord was? Well, that's exactly what he grew up to do. He was a type of an Elias. Back in John's day, sometimes an Elias was known as someone who was a preparer. Since John helped the people prepare to meet and follow Jesus Christ, he was sometimes called by the name of Elias. John had the priesthood power to baptize people, so he spent his days baptizing people in the Jordan River while teaching them about Jesus. The Jordan River was a river that connected the Sea of Galilee, which was north of Judea and close to Nazareth, to the Dead Sea, which was south and close to Jerusalem. It was this same river that the prophet Joshua crossed with all of the Israelites after they were done wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. John was very busy teaching about Christ, and here are some of the things he taught. He taught that before the earth's creation, even before Adam and Eve were created, Christ taught our spirits and everyone else's spirits about Heavenly Father and how we could live with him again. Jesus also spent his time creating the earth and all the beautiful natural creations around us that we can enjoy every day. The truths that Jesus taught all of Heavenly Father's children before we came to earth were like rays of sunshine and light to our souls. They helped us feel warm and happy and helped us grow. Well, after Christ created our earth and lots of people have lived and died on it, it was now John's turn to live. And he was teaching people about the light that Jesus had shared with us in heaven and of the light and truth that he would share on earth when it was his time to teach. John taught that people who accepted Christ and his light would have the power to become sons and daughters of God by being baptized. And baptism is the first step on the covenant path that leads us to living with Heavenly Father again and becoming just like him. But in order to be baptized, we must first believe in Christ. We must believe that Christ was not born to be an ordinary man, but to be the Son of God who chose to come to earth and live among us regular humans to teach us about Heavenly Father's glory. John tried to prove to his listeners and followers that while following the law of Moses was good, and the law of Moses were the rules and laws that the Jews followed in that day, Although it was good to keep the law of Moses, it could not save them from their sins. Only Christ could do that. Only Christ had the power to give them eternal life in heaven. These were the things that John was teaching to the people by the Jordan River. The Jews at that time were so excited that their Messiah would someday soon appear that they loved John's words and huge crowds would gather to hear him speak on the banks of the Jordan River. 
There was in those days a group of Jews whose job it was to test prophetic claims and to make sure that no one was teaching lies about the scriptures. This group of Jews was called the Sanhedrin. When the Sanhedrin noticed that so many people would flock to hear John and his words about the coming Messiah, they sent some priests and Levites to ask John some questions. They wondered if he was Elijah, the prophet who Malachi from the Old Testament prophesied would return to the Israelites someday. So one day, these priests and Levites approached John and asked, Who are you? Are you Elijah? And John responded and said, Well, I'm not the Christ. And they said, Okay then, so you are Elijah? And John responded, I'm not the Elijah that the, prophesi- that the prophet Malachi prophesied about, no. And then they said, Oh, so you are that prophet. The prophet they were talking about was the one mentioned in one of Moses' prophecies about how God would raise up a prophet like Moses himself. The prophet God was talking about was Christ, but the priests and Levites talking to John did not understand this. They just thought that God was talking about some other important prophet who was not going to be the Messiah. So in response to their question about whether or not John was that prophet, he simply said, no. This confused the priests and the Levites, since they still didn't understand who John was. So they asked, well then, who are you? We need to have an answer to bring back to the Sanhedrin. In response, John said, oh, I'm a man in the wilderness, teaching and preparing the people to accept the Lord and to get on his covenant path. And they asked, well, why are you baptizing people if you aren't Christ and if you aren't Elijah the prophet and if you aren't that prophet that Moses spoke about? And John said, I'm busy baptizing people with water, but there's someone else right now who you don't know yet. He is someone greater than I am, who I am even unworthy to serve. He will also baptize people, but not just with water. He'll baptize people with fire and with the Holy Ghost. He is also an Elias. Remember how we just learned that back in John's day, the title Elias referred to someone who prepared the people for something? Well, the title Elias also referred to someone who restored things, someone who brought things back to an original place or position. So John spoke of Christ as an Elias because Christ helps restore us back to heaven to live with Heavenly Father again if we choose to follow Christ. So John taught the priests and Levites that he was preparing the way for the next Elias to come. The Elias who was the restorer and the man who would baptize people with fire and with the Holy Ghost. The day after John spoke to the priests and Levites, he saw Christ himself walking down to the Jordan River to be baptized. John turned to the other people on the bank of the river and said, Look, it's the Lamb of God, the one who will take away the sins of the world. 
This is the man I was talking about yesterday, the one who I said was greater than me. He is the one I've been preparing you all to meet and follow. How excited John must have been to finally see the Savior begin his ministry and teachings as the light of the world. Jesus asked John to baptize him, and John did so with great awe and humility. I'll tell you the story about that next week, but let's hear what happened the day after John baptized Jesus. The day after Jesus' baptism, John the Baptist was standing by the Jordan River with two of his disciples, or students or followers as they're also called, and they saw Christ walk by. John pointed to Christ and to his disciples, he said, Look, it's the Lamb of God. The two disciples wondered at what John had called Christ, so they began to follow Christ. John called Christ the Lamb of God because he really was like a lamb. Do you remember in the law of Moses that people were required to sacrifice lambs at the temple in order to help forgive them of their sins? Well, since Christ sacrificed his life for all of us, that is why John called him the Lamb of God. Well, when Christ began to notice these two disciples of John following him, he turned to speak to them and asked, Can I help you guys? And they said, Rabbi, which also meant master. So they asked, Master, where do you live? And he said, Well, why don't you come and see for yourself? And so they followed him to his home and stayed with him for the day. One of these men was named Andrew, and he had a brother named Simon Peter. After spending the day with Christ, Andrew ran to find Simon and said, Brother, we found the Messiah. We've found the Christ, the one we have been waiting and praying for for so long. And Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. And when Jesus saw Simon, he said, Ah, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. I'm going to call you Cephas. Cephas meant a seer or a stone. Well, Andrew and Simon were fishermen, but once they found Christ, they immediately chose to follow him and stopped fishing. The next day, Jesus went into Galilee and found a man named Philip, who was from the same place as Andrew and Simon. And Christ said, Hello, come follow me. Philip went to find his friend Nathanael and excitedly said, Nathanael, we've found him. We've found the one whom Moses and other prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, and he is the son of Joseph, the carpenter in Nazareth. To this, Nathanael replied, Hmm, has anything good ever come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was such a small, insignificant town that Nathanael's question was probably one that many others asked themselves when they found out that Jesus was from Nazareth. To Nathanael's question, Philip replied, Come and see! Come meet Jesus! When Jesus saw Philip and Nathanael coming to visit him, he said, Oh, look! Nathanael is an Israelite who doesn't have any guile. 
To be full of guile means to be deceitful, to lie, to trick, and to try and trick other people with your words and behavior, just like Satan used guile when he persuaded Eve to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So to not have any guile was a very good thing. It meant that Nathaniel was an honest and true and righteous person. Nathaniel said, Hey, wait a minute. How do you know me? And Jesus said, Before Philip came to visit you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathaniel then called Christ his rabbi, or his master, and said, Oh, you are the Son of God. You are the King of the Jews. Jesus asked, Do you believe who I am just because I said that I saw you under the fig tree? Oh, Nathaniel, you are going to see and experience greater miracles than that. You are even going to see angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, the Son of Man was a title for Christ himself. And so when he talked about angels ascending and descending upon him, what do you think that meant? That phrase, uh, angels ascending and descending from heaven, is only found one other place in the scriptures. And that is in the story of when Jacob of old times, Jacob the son of Isaac, was traveling on a road and one night fell asleep using a rock for his pillow. And he had the dream of angels ascending and descending on a ladder up into heaven. Now, if you remember, the ladder represented the covenants that we make with Heavenly Father in order to get back to him. The ladder represents the way back to Heavenly Father. So when Christ told Philip and Nathaniel that they would see angels ascending and descending upon himself, he was teaching them that the only way they can make covenants to get back to Heavenly Father was by him and through him. And these are similar things to what John the Baptist was teaching the Israelites, that the only way to return to Heavenly Father again is by faith in the Son of God and by making and keeping sacred covenants with Heavenly Father. Well, little chickies, that is the end of the story that is found in the book of John chapter 1. Next week, I have more stories for you. In fact, next week, we will talk about when Jesus was baptized by John. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Goodbye.